good. How are you? Good. It's a Saturday night. It's night. Oh, man, I'm tired. And it's freezing outside. It <laughs> is like, cold for like the first time here. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. You think it's like in the 60s? I think it's probably in the 60s. And yeah. I'm freezing. Yeah. Well, you also <laughs> went outside there when it was getting cold. So Yeah. Oops. It's been a while since we recorded an episode. I know. I think like one of the last episodes I watched, maybe not the last one or the one that's going to be posted tomorrow, but the last one was like, we're getting ready for Fan Fest, which was like a month ago. Is the one that's being posted tomorrow this one? I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's been a while. But we did a nice job getting a backlog uh, kind of in the summer as we kept talking about in the intro. It was like you were prepping to teach. Yeah. Then everything started. I got a job and it was like, all right. We'll backburner this. That was the whole point of the backlog. Now we'll reestablish one. Right. We also had some issues with the uh, green screen. Yeah, so for all the audio-only listeners, there is no green screen behind no us. No green screen, and therefore no interesting choice of image. image. I, was getting, I was getting frustrated with the green screen trying to get that out. So Yeah, we're checking it out for free at Fresno State, and they have some limits on there's, how long There's policies, and so yeah. we're just fine. We are no green screen, just... Or Jeffrey, Professor Lynette. But, yeah, we have a couple episodes that we could record. Maybe we'll do one tonight and a couple tomorrow. Yeah, I'm getting excited because now we're in the wizarding world. Yes, we Ooh. are. Yes, we are. You ready to start, then? I am ready. Okay, Juan's ready? Juan's ready. All right, everybody. Turn to page 88, the journey from platform nine and three quarters. Today's lesson is called The Baggage We Carry. Excellent. Yeah. We can get to that. I think it's along the lines of what you suggested to me, uh, and I totally agreed with it. A synopsis, though, to start. The chap- A super long chapter, I by know. the way. Something the chapter good. starts with Harry preparing to head to Hogwarts. Oh, baby. His family drops him off at King's Cross Station, and Harry struggles to find Platform 9 and 3 quarters until a kind woman with wizard children of her own guides him. Two of her children help Harry load his stuff onto the train and discover he is the famous Harry Potter. On the train, their younger brother, Ron Weasley, confirms this with Harry before they bond over wizarding treats. Neville Longbottom comes by looking for his toad before Hermione Granger stops in while helping Neville to witness Ron cast a dud spell. Finally, Draco Malfoy and his two friends show up to harass Harry and Ron. (laughs) The train eventually arrives at its destination, and Harry first sees Hogwarts Castle. Dun-dun-dun! Yay! Let's go. Yeah. So, a ton happening, meeting a ton of characters. Mm -hmm. Ron and Hermione in one fell swoop one one chapter uh no we meet i wrote in my notes so we have well we don't know his name but draco or uh-huh. we don't know that yeah right draco right jenny fred george ron neville lee <laughs> all of that was like even before getting on the train yeah draco finally does introduce himself with his name as yeah. opposed to their diagonally yeah well yeah so i guess we do, or what i mean is that we had and already Crabbe met Goyle. him mm-hmm. yeah um, okay, but I had lots of feelings mm. while reading this chapter because, and I was, I mean, this, I think this is the most notes I've taken in any chapter. <laughs> I know that it's a long chapter, but yeah. I had some feelings because like, why does nobody explain anything to Harry? I was so yeah. like angry about it because he's just like, 
he's like in on the platform. Well, first of all, he tells Vernon that he's going to nine and three quarters, and Vernon's just like, "All right, good luck." I, exactly, and just like they abandon him, <laughs> laughing as they drive away. Classic, classic Dursleys. I'm glad we won't see them for a while. <laughs> but like, so what I wrote is like. Harry is one of the most self-sufficient 11-year-olds ever. <laughs> like, I can't imagine just getting in this letter, being like, oh, hey, you're a wizard. Go to this platform. And he, like, really coyly talks to the um, mm -hmm. employee. Yeah. And the guy's just, like, <laughs> he's like yeah, looking at his... <laughs> and then he basically, yeah, he spots the, the luggage carts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, is it that he sees the owl? Arrow? I can't remember. Well, I, I think he overhears them talking. That's a right. And there's like That's a right. dialogue that happens. Ginny and, and Molly. So yeah, he's I think kind of, so. He walks over. And I mean, Molly's so nice, but I'm just like, all of you people in the wizarding world, like how is it that, like what do you expect from people who are from muggle families? Like what is it that you're giving, if you're only giving them the letter and not like Hagrid as a person that greets you. <laughs> How do you think Hermione got onto the train? She's just she probably super smart. She, she probably <laughs> did. She probably read Hogwarts of History and like it probably has some. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Oh yes. Absolutely. She Poor did. a little hairy. But I was like getting really uh, upset about it because I felt like, I don't know, the older that I get, the more that I feel personally connected to Harry. I never really connected with him as character, mm. but I think it was on my mind as someone who moved to a new place, started a new job, and I'm just like, I don't know Hi, how everyone. anything works. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, let me know if you have questions. And I'm like, just give me a manual. Like, give <laughs> me the whole layout of this university. You don't know what questions <laughs> to ask sometimes. Uh, yeah, so. it's overwhelming. And it's like, how, why would I even, which I guess to be fair to Hagrid, like, maybe it's not something that he would have thought about of explaining how to get to platform nine and three quarters because it's so, like, common knowledge passed right. down <laughs> right you know um so well what were your thoughts on the um oh the baggage yeah i was that was part of my brainstorming i was yeah. like there has to be some sort of like play on words here because when i read this chapter yeah, so there's, like, the platform, and then they're on the train, and then you have, like, the classic, oh, they're meeting each other for the first time. Like, our, we mm -hmm. know them as our trio. Our heroes. Mm -hmm. Our heroes. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because, like, I've been thinking a lot. I mean, we know, we know these characters because we know who they are. We've right. read the stories, and we understand them. But that with that lens, rereading it, seeing what are the things that they put forward in their first interactions. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I kept, I mean, a lot of it is specifically Harry and Ron. And so they're talking back and forth. And so Harry's learning about Ron, Ron's learning about Harry. And it's kind of interesting because both of them are kind of trying, they're, they're like mysteries to each other or they're mm -hmm. kind of like interesting to each other. And um, it's very visible to me that Ron clearly has baggage being... Mm -hmm. A Weasley and like living up to, you know, his brothers who came before him. Mm -hmm. Harry clearly has baggage of like just trying to fit into the wizarding world. Hermione pops in and is like, I've read everything about everything because Her I baggage. Yes, every yeah. single one of them. It's like, whoa, wow. Yeah. And I was thinking about it because of like the luggage carts and like everything of like mm -hmm. we each carry baggage. So 
that comes out even if we're not trying to make a big deal out of it they're just trying to make friends but it's like whoa there's like definitely a filter that some things pass through and it's and it's like you're carrying your baggage with you on this train to Hogwarts all of you are going on this new experience but you're all taking stuff with you from where you came from mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know what did you think as you were taking the title yeah I mean well your suggestion of thinking about baggage is just so it's so perfect because it's literally part of the chapter there's baggage they're like trying they're like loading it onto the train mm -hmm. it's like some very symbolic right and like ron and harry their baggage complements each other so well it's like inevitable that they're going to be close mm -hmm. i mean obviously like it's part of storytelling but they're just like perfectly cut out for each other because harry is famous but knows nothing mm -hmm. ron seems to know like Everything Harry doesn't know in total anonymity. I mean, okay, mm -hmm. Draco knows he's a Weasley. Yeah. But then I also think it's really fascinating the way that, because I would argue we also see Neville, Hermione, and Draco's baggage in mm -hmm. this chapter. Mm -hmm. Like the way that they enter Harry's life is through this like, Hermione is imposter syndrome central right? Like got to totally overcompensate, be involved in everything, help everyone, see everything, critique, mm -hmm. uh, relying on her book reading, like overcompensating on reading so that she can fill in for the fact that she feels insecure mm -hmm. about being there. Neville is just, it's more overt. He can't, he, everything is trouble for him. He, he's, he bumbles around because, yep. It's he's so overwhelmed, right? It's his whole childhood, and we'll learn more about him. But this sense of like, I don't really belong here, and mm -hmm. in a totally different way than Hermione, right? And then Draco, like, is pretty similarly ba carrying his baggage in this sense of well, I need to like uphold my family name, and mm -hmm. so I need to be dominant. Yeah. I have to, you know, yeah. That's a good point. So, like, one of, I did write about like first impressions, and that's that was that list that I mm -hmm. read off. Um, oh, also, spoiler alert: Harry meets his future wife. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Uh, no, but she like, has her own baggage. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it, I, I, all. I feel like the all the dialogue is so interesting to me because it is like this window into the dynamics of these characters and how they relate to each other. What are and I mean it of course builds off the previous chapter where we have like it's just like oh are you harry potter mm -hmm. and i love how she gives us five to ten interactions with 11 year olds five to ten different 11 year olds talking to each other and they're just so full mm. they're just so complete people mm -hmm. even though you only get like little glimpses of them it's like yep mm, yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. met somebody like that and like totally at 11 years old they would be this is how they would interact and negotiate yeah. their you know well it's super interesting we've talked about this before like they're just tiny people mm -hmm. they're just little people so they're just humans interacting with each other you can see reflections yeah. of yourself in them you can see reflections of other people in them it's that's just 
this is also like educator self coming out again is like kids are just people Mm -hmm. just like us and i think the fidelity that she has to what kids are actually like because kids are Mm -hmm. a bit more open actually like they're more um there's at at least at that age there seems to be a little bit less there are fewer games being played it's people's cards are pretty much on the table i mean we are talking about baggage that they're not that they're not like necessarily exposing but they get much closer to exposing it than adults would right mm-hmm. adults would be kind of guarded much more guarded well, it's and everything would be very toned down like right. all the interactions would be boring right. it's like when we meet lucius later on and it's like yeah he, he's so like political and sort of mm-hmm. yeah well i wonder if it's because like so many of interactions as a young person it's like all new so it's kind of like an explanation that could be for why adults are so boring and guarded is because we've had these interactions many times so it's kind of like well i don't want to i don't want to get hurt or you know just like Mm -hmm. classic things like that i don't want to be betrayed or i don't want to be taken advantage of i'm not going to be as open because i don't want that used in some way that's going to harm me right which is I don't know, like one way to look at it, but it's it's for sure interesting to watch them interact with each other. It really, really is. I mean, we don't really see them, I guess, interact with Neville too much, but like Hermione's, mm-hmm. like in storytelling, we think a lot about foils and you use a foil to kind of illustrate usually not the character who is the foil, but the character for whom they're the foil. So like having ron is a perfect like little bounce for harry to be like oh i'm i'm i don't know anything because ron's just like oh yeah chocolate frogs and cards yeah this that this that yeah well there's a lot loaded in in there because it's like harry has a lot of money that Mm -hmm. he inherited and then Mm -hmm. ron comes from Mm -hmm. a family who i mean he catches himself from saying things like oh they were going to buy me new ropes or whatever right. but they couldn't afford like he stops himself from saying that because again that's another piece of his baggage that he carries yeah. is um in terms of like how we might distinguish ourselves as different from each other even though like <laughs> the funny thing is we all carry the baggage <laughs> right and they have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. where I, what i was thinking about was i'm so impressed with jk rowling's ability to have three person, a, th- a triangle a here mm-hmm. of people who are uniquely different and the similar and they overlap and they're each foils for the other two. It's really quite good. I mean, immediately when Hermione enters the room, look at the overlap. She knows more about magic than Ron, apparently, mm-hmm. it feels like, mm-hmm. or at least Hogwarts. Uh, but she's muggle-born like Harry. Mm-hmm. And it's like... She knows more about Harry than Harry knows about Harry. Mm, it's, it, yeah. That was my favorite quote, oh, by yeah. the way, was, I don't know if this was also I yours, also but it's Fred and George. Yep. Yeah. Harry Potter, of course, the twins. Oh, him, said Harry. I mean, yes, I am. I know. I wrote, oh, my God. This was exactly the other episode where we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, well, I got to <laughs> grab this one. What did you, what did you, did you take any quotes down? Or? Yeah, so I wrote that exchange. So, like, mm. I, I don't know. I wrote that, and then... Um, this was also outside on the platform when Ginny is like talking to Molly and she's like, oh, Harry Potter. Like she wants to to go see him. And Molly says, 
You've already seen him, Ginny, and the poor boy isn't something you goggle at in the zoo. Or yep. at, at in the zoo. And I'm like, oh, the boa constrictor <laughs> the <zoo>. back again. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything comes back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I wonder how long it took J.K. Rowling to write this series of like eight chapters. Because mm-hmm. there's so much going on. It's like they're they're just about flawless. Mm-hmm. To expose us to this world and its characters and like get us rooting for certain people and against other people. And because mm-hmm. even Hermione comes in, but like, and yes, I mean, it's hard to reflect on the first time I read it, but I'm not annoyed by her. Mm-hmm. She is supposed to be kind of annoying to Ron, right? <laughs> but her Harry's not really annoyed by her, I don't think. Ron is very annoyed, yeah, but that's just because she points out like the toad spell or whatever it was. I can't remember what the spell was about, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ron's already feeling kind of weird about himself anyway. So her coming in being like, I know things. And he's like, Oh my gosh. Could you imagine coming in as Ron? You got all these problems, all this baggage, like not wanting to be overshadowed by your brothers. So he probably devised a plan. He's like, I'm going to break out and be my own guy. The first person you meet is Harry Potter. (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. The shadow got a lot bigger there. I I mean, but it is interesting because, like, it seems, I I don't know, like, the way that Ron and Harry talk to each other, they really want to know more about each other. And it's, it's different. It's not like, so, if in the shop Draco realized that it was Harry Potter, I don't think that exchange would be the same. It would be more... Mm -hmm malicious or like trying to undercut him or stuff like that well i mean obviously because of who he is and the dynamics that we know about harry potter and yeah he'd be like hey dad come over here and dad <laughs> and dad would be like okay avada kedavra just like in the movie yeah almost. the second movie yeah yeah um, but it's a great chapter i mean it they take a train mm-hmm and so do we. Like it's it is the transition chapter. We meet a bunch of people. We're gonna meet a bunch more coming up. But man, yeah, so much going on. Yeah, and we got some chocolate cards also. Yeah, what did you think about those? Uh, so was your Wizards Unite brain going firing? What <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> well, it's funny because like every time chocolate cards or the chocolate frog cards come up, I think about. So I made the video with. Adelbert Waffling, the father of magical theory, mm-hmm. like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, and the image that I use in the thumbnail is his little chocolate frog card. So I always go to like that. Oh, in my I didn't mind. know that. Yeah, yeah. Great. So he's one of the cards that comes with it. But um, I don't know. Like as as we've been going through the book, I've been trying to actually make more connections outside. So like I've been trying to be better about looking up stuff on Pottermore or, or getting more into yeah. the detail. One of the benefits of the reread. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um so the cards that Ron really needs, he doesn't need I, I think it's Dumbledore. He's just like, oh Yeah, I have a bunch of Dumbledores, yeah. Um is Agrippa. Mm-hmm. Which apparently is a real person. Right. <laughs> Cornelius Agrippa, who was in prison, well, actually, I don't know if this part is like fully true, but this is what I found on HP Lexicon. Uh, imprisoned by muggles for his writings. Well, that part is true, but we're not sure like what the cause is. Hmm. Mostly for being antagonistic to 
the Inquisition. Like <laughs> so the Spanish basic, Inquisition? Basically speaking. Or is that what that is? Yeah, so okay. basically that it's like speaking against like the authority of the Catholic Church. Right. And like, right. And so this is why it was speculated that because Agrippa was like, he was apparently well known for speaking out against the persecution of witches. Mm-hmm. So people have made that association, even though it's not necessarily like verified that that's the exact reason why he was in prison. He was in prison though, but in real life, in real life, mm-hmm. but it's because like his writings were, he was very antagonistic. And especially if you're like speaking against, yeah, I always find it church. really <laughs> fascinating the way JK Rowling writes in historical figures into mm-hmm. these stories. It's, pretty brilliant Mm -hmm. so another one to chalk up for her yeah of like somebody who because you're saying in real life he wrote about the uh persecution of witches like because there were witch trials and stuff yeah and like seeking out magic users and probably murders and jailings and stuff like that yeah he has like a whole series on like uh i don't even know like occult stuff (laughs) that's gonna be our next podcast oh my gosh prepare yourself (laughs) Who else? Who else? Um, and then we have uh, Claudius is it Ptolemy. 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 Yeah. Uh, who is just a famous dude. Yeah. That I mean, I, I wrote just in general. Uh, he wrote books on math, geography, science, and astronomy. Yeah. Who else does Harry get off the top of my head? I think he gets Morgana, who's a uh, Arthurian legend. Um, but on Dumbledore. Dumbledore's card, it said that he was Dumbledore was credited for discovering. Twelve uses of dragon's blood. Right. Which yeah. I, is one of them. Oh my gosh, I just read your, I just, your note. I just added this note. Is one of them to start a calamity in Wizards <laughs> It's one of the, yeah, it is. It is well, because then, then I was like, well, what are the twelve uses for dragon's blood? Mm-hmm. And so apparently J.K. Rowling in an interview said that it's used for um, cleaning spots. I don't know. I'm sure that she's been asked lot. lots of yeah. things and says like I, I some snarky things. I want to say at some point we learn a couple of them. Yeah, in we don't the books, know, but I can't remember. Based on my internet research, we don't collectively know all twelve. We only know like a few, okay. and it's like fragmented. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh man! But it's like little details like that, which is like it makes me think about um, uh, since we've been watching How I Met Your Mother, uh, the pineapple incident, and mm-hmm. like. Uh, so there's this mysterious pineapple that they find, and then at the end of the episode, the future Ted says something like, and we never found out, or, or mm-hmm. what happened, yeah. or like where the pineapple came from. And then later, with an interview with the creators, they talked about like, oh, we learned a lesson from that of like not to write ourselves out of a story. So basically, like when you close that off and don't like leave it open. That like, we of, never found out. Yeah, yeah that yeah. we never found out. But like you have something like this where it's like, oh, 12 uses of dragon's blood. I'll figure this out later, I guess. Yeah, it's so <laughs> brilliant. It's the iceberg stuff for writing, right? It's like we don't know. Don't, it just is the one. It's like one little injection of like, hey, Dumbledore like has lived a life. Yeah. And like done all this stuff and like we don't know anything about that, but mm-hmm. apparently he did some things and even just the fact that he's on this one of these cards kind of elevates it cuz we have that type of thing yeah. like Well, Harry hasn't even met Dumbledore yet. He's right. heard of Dumbledore. He knows that there's this Dumbledore dude that was like, "Hey, headmaster, come to Hogwarts. Oh, I sent you this guy Hagrid to tell you you're a wizard." We get to see Hagrid again. Oh yeah, we, we do. are in the boats. Mm-hmm. see the castle i'm ready to roll how are you doing i'm good yeah okay next chapter is coming up soon the 
this morning. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, until next time. One's, One's ready. ready.